Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 362. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, for some of you, you're like, what's happy about it? It's Monday. But for some of you, you're like, this is the best day I've had in my life. It's amazing. Uh, today is Monday, January 8th, 2024. Uh, officially embarking on our second week of 2024, you guys. Come along with us on this journey. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I did. I did most of what I said I was going to do on Friday. Most of it. Uh, I got to the point, though, where I was like, who needs it? Who needs to fill your whole schedule on the weekend with stuff? So um, I, I did most of it. Um, I had a great time with my my mom and my grandpa and and um, had a great uh, phone call or Zoom with, with a good friend of mine um, and then did a whole lot of other just chill, fun stuff during the weekend. So uh, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast there. Rate us on the app. That really helps us out. And then, of course, wherever you're listening to this, rate us if you can. Follow us if you can. That'll really help us out as well. So, um, guys, anytime you donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, uh, that keeps this free at five days a week. And we love free, you guys. We love free. It's our favorite F word. Well, some of us, most of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate those proceeds go towards this but they also go to our fantastic water well effort so we're gonna play a quick video and then we're gonna get this ball rolling guys many people do not have access to safe clean water which is why we have made it our mission to help change that it takes time prayer and research to identify the right locations for new water wells as we discover a village that could use clean water, we travel there to get to know the people. We cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well. The exciting part comes next. The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes, a realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you guys again. Uh, we're moving and grooving in 2024. Very exciting things on the horizon and it's because of your guys' generosity. So thank you guys so much. Um, all right. Uh, I'm excited to have this fantastic lady back on the show. Uh, we always have a good time. She's a speaker. She's an author. She's also the founder of Freedom Lounge. Going into some of the darkest places in the world, porn conventions, new age festivals, burning man, and bringing the gospel in fun, creative ways led by the Holy Spirit. So 
we're going to have a great conversation today. We were talking backstage and I'm already, I'm already feeling it. So without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, friend of the show, Cindy McGill. Cindy McGill. Hello. Hello. How do you like that? Officially friend <laughs> of the show. Great. A, a friend. How's that? That is not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes. You know, some people are like, we're going to never have this lady back. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that too much, but oh, most good. people want to, most people are just like chomping at the bit to get out there to be available for uh-huh. God, to watch him move through yeah. them. He's like, they're, they're sick of sitting in church. Yeah. yeah. They're tired of the same old dog and pony, you know, they're ready to get on with it. Come on. So that's kind of how it is right now. I saw it, the temperature, you know, it's like, if you could look at a thermometer, it just kind of goes up and you can see the temperature where people are going, I'm done. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see what God wants to do with me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's kind of where I think we are. And especially now we've entered into a whole new year. The old one was worn out. Like I said, we needed a new year, right? And um, now we've got all these huge opportunities and open doors and things that are going to happen. And we've got a lot of, um, a lot of really good challenges ahead, but I think God's just going to give us the victory on every turn Mm. and we're going to see him advance in this year. Yeah. So everybody reference Cindy's demeanor. uh, (laughs) And maybe go back and just make a mental note. If you start feeling bogged down, to go back to this episode, episode 362, and just watch Cindy's demeanor. And I think that's really important as prophetic people. You get something from the Lord. And he can, for me, I feel like often he shows me the other side of really hard stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so good. You know, and I think for me, 2023, um, going into it, I was really excited. And then it was like, the crap hit the fan. And I was mm-hmm. like, did I hear wrong? And I really actually was like, no, I think what I saw God in his grace showed me the other side so mm-hmm. that I had the steam to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's an inclination that 2024 is going to be good, but crazy. Yeah, I think so. And I think we're going to have to do it like Pac-Man theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we're going to have to take bites at a time. Yeah, that's good. I think to try and uh, visualize or, anticipate or to forecast too much in the future, I think will throw us way off. Um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on uh, God's timing and not our timing. It's going to depend on uh, availability for people uh, who is available for him. Uh, They volunteer freely. It says in the day of his power. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, um, but who, who's coming along? I was just doing a little video on my uh, YouTube or not YouTube on my Facebook uh, before I got on here. And I was talking about, we're in a time of uh, a season of assignments. We're entering okay. into the time of assignment. And um, so when that happens, you know, you have to realize that where you were in preparation for assignment, now you're on assignment and that God always does more with less. Hmm. You see that with Gideon's army. You see that with the loaves and fishes. You know, you see that with the widow's might. You see this with God always does more with less. He doesn't need a lot to do a lot. Okay. Yeah. It seems like the less he's got are just, a, you know, people that are committed who won't fall back, who won't. And, and I also talked about um, excusing yourself from drama. Amen to that. There's so much drama that can so go much. on within team dynamics, within, you know, what are we going to do? How's this going to go? And people want it all clean cut. And we don't know how it's going to go. We don't know. 
every little step. We don't know who we're going to encounter. We don't know what kind of obstacles await us, right? But God does. And so we have to learn to lean really heavy on him in in the coming days because he sees the future and we see in part. <clears throat> so I think we're we're going to have to take this like a bite at a time. Yeah. But but be consistent and don't um don't fall back and don't waver when things are seemingly out of control when they don't look like they're going the way that we wanted them to. Mm. You know. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice though, Cindy, because I think that's where we can get really overwhelmed is trying to take in the whole of something, you know, and um, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and I said something similar. I didn't say Pac-Man, but I did say I'm taking this, you know, what God is walking me through right now. I'm taking it one day at a time because I have to, because I can't, you know, like there's certain things where he's like, Hey, you know, give given my wife and myself certain promises. And we're like, well, I can't go months down the road because i'm not there yet i really need to focus on just being right here or right now yeah looking to be obedient where god is calling me to be obedient rather than mm-hmm. like you know, i don't know well and it's hard when you're a visionary yeah and when you see things and you you experience or you you have impressions of things or you have prophetic dreams about things and so you see things that god wants to do or things that he's got in store for us, but he's not, there's a timing with God and there's a timing for him to be able to fulfill what he's saying. And, um, he is listening by the way. I mean, he is listening to the prayers. He's listening to the conversations he's listening. And it's almost like God's trying to say, I'm taking it in and I want to give you instruction, but I'm only going to give you enough to carry out the next step (laughs) because here we are, we're in preparation. Let's think of it like this. We're in preparation of shedding things that no longer pertain to us. We don't need to hold on to them anymore. They're not mm-hmm. something that is going to advance us in the season that we're living in. So there's things that we've learned. I'm talking about having been, what, 50-something years old in the Lord now. And and there's things that we learned way back when that just don't apply now. Okay? They just aren't for now. Uh, their principles will never change. But there's certain things that we did, practices and things like that, that we did. And in certain ways that we did, let's say, for instance, um, the way we did evangelism way back in the seventies and the early eighties. And we, you know, we walked up to people. It was a, during the Jesus movement. So we had a lot of open, uh, freedom in the spirit realm to say Jesus, to say God, to say whatever people would get saved. They would get healed. They would get filled with the Holy ghost immediately. And then we also used the um, tool of tracks, which was little papers that had something about Jesus on them. And we would pass them out when we didn't have time to have a conversation with someone. Well, those things, you know, right now we're not in a season where that's easily accessible to us. Hmm. And so we have um, we're living in a post Christ era. We're living in a time where people are not real friendly toward God or they think he's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I was reading somewhere that, you know, you could say. Allah or Buddha or anything else. And that doesn't create the um, fur on the back going up. Like if you say Jesus, Mm -hmm. right. And so we're living in a time where Jesus now is sending us out like sheep among wolves. I've said this so many times. We're to be wise as serpents and as otherwise you could really put yourself in danger. And so we're going to have to be really careful how we walk. We're going to have to be really careful how, because God's not only sending us out, but he's also, reforming us 
So let's talk about that. Let's talk about a reformation. If we're the clay and he's the potter and we're entering into a new season, there's certain things that God doesn't need us to be operating or using anymore. And there's certain things he wants to add to us or teach us his ways about what he sees and how he wants us to move forward in the days ahead. Mm. And um, so I think we're, we're being shaped and formed as we move forward for the season that we're in and for the assignment that we've been given. And there's certain things that we're growing in while we're being used to advance his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. it's a struggle. It's like a, it's a two, it's a two part struggle. You're, you're having to rethink or reshape or, or, or be reformed by him. And then we are having to let him still use us as we're uncertain about what we look like now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I do. Down. Yeah. And I do feel like there's a challenge and maybe it gets easier the the older you get. I don't know, but not going faster than God is laying down the tracks in mm-hmm. front of you, I think is a real big challenge, you know, cause you, God can show you something over there, yeah, but then you are faced with the reality of your present situation, present circumstances. And mm-hmm. you're like, God is showing me what's over there, but I feel stuck right here. And I know mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that feel that way, even as we transitioned into 2024, where maybe they do feel a swell of hope. Maybe they do feel boldness, but it doesn't change how their current circumstances are. Do you have, what would you advise people on? And maybe it's a really elementary thing but you know people who are like i see over there i see where god is calling me to but i feel stuck right here so mm-hmm. what what do people do cindy well i think you just need to that's where you develop patience yeah what does it say it says you have need of patience if after you have done the will of god you mm-hmm. would obtain the promise i have to mm-hmm. find the scripture on that but i mean if, if we have need of patience we have need to be able to stay back to sit still to allow god you know i remembered um early on when we were young and are uh, just young Christians and uh, we were single. And I remember someone came through the school and they were talking about, you know, God's person is as important as God's timing mm. because you could meet someone, but in two years, they're going to be a different person because of the change or because of the growth in them. Right. And so God's person is as important or God's timing is as important as God's person. So it may be that that may be the, the thing for you that may be the promise for you, but there's a time frame in order for the preparation to take place, and that's something that nobody ever likes to go through. Nobody likes going through preparation. They they want it to be a microwave type thing, and we've been trained by society to have everything instant, instant you know coffee, instant drive through, instant you know whatever on the phone apps, whatever we need, it's instant, instant information, and instant all things. And so we haven't really savored the idea of learning to go through a process that brings us the result. And so we've, we've tried to jump ship or we've tried to make it happen or we've tried to force it to happen. We also have trouble dealing with, um, with conflict with people who don't agree or don't like, or don't want to be a part of, or don't think you're doing the right thing. And that's where you get delivered from the, the opinion of men. And you just say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this because God's asked me to do it. And he's going to, he's going to give me everything I need when I get there. And I'm going to navigate these times. And I had to do that uh, as we 
as I begin to, God began to take me into places, like you said, the church isn't present. You know, we mm -hmm. had to learn how to develop community with people we had nothing in common with. We had to learn how to love people where they were and look on their heart instead of their outward appearance. You know, we had to learn how to see his love compelling them to come into a place of change without shaming them or condemning them yeah. or making them feel like that they're, they're so far gone and, and, and playing Holy Spirit in their life. That was another thing. You know, we weren't there to point our finger and tell them what they were doing wrong and how they needed to change and how could they be so horrible to, to get themselves into this situation. You don't know their story. So, um, you know, a lot of these things were, I think that God was reforming us as much as he was teaching us how to go about learning to live like him, mm -hmm. to look like him, how to to bring people into a place of safety and, and where they felt like they could be themselves and they didn't have to change in order to come in. And um, that's one thing that I think the church is, is coming into, is growing into. You know, I was talking about these small groups. Um, small is better because you don't have all the drama and all the weird stuff going on. You don't have all the people's opinions and people that are, you know, I've noticed because <laughs> we've pastored what, how many four churches or something. And we've had this ministry of outreach and a prayer and all these different things. And I've noticed that people are well taught. They're the most critical. It's it interesting. Tempts, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Even goes so far as to say sometimes people that are well taught, you know, can be the professional finders outers of rotten things. Hmm. And so it's like, well, we can be well taught, but we don't need to excuse our, education for being a jerk <laughs> yeah. to people who really need to know him, you know, mm. and we need to let people have space to grow and, and how to learn how to grow and to um, celebrate them in their growth period. Mm. And we haven't done that. I hadn't done that, you know, so no. God had to train me how to do that, to celebrate people when they're, you know, they're, they're trying hard. They've got a pure heart, but there's just certain things that need to be instructed. And then when people go through a time of pruning, you know, there's that time where the wheat and the tares grow up together. Remember that? Mm -hmm. The wheat and the tares grow up together. And when the wheat's heads are full, they bow down. So there's a humility involved. And when the, the grains of head are, are full and the tares stand straight up and that's how they knew to go and get them. Right. Mm -hmm. and that they weren't going to bow down. They were stiff and they're rigid in their thinking and whatever. And, and I, I think of that so often with learning curves. What are we learning? Are we, are we being educated now and trained now to follow him? And if so, the heads of grain in our thinking and in our hearts, we will bow down, right? We're always going to bow down to him because he's the one who's training. And if we stiffen ourselves and go, this is the way it is. This is the way it goes. This is what we should always do. I believe we lean way over into the, the religious spirit that can um, sabotage what God's trying to do. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we just have to be really teachable and flexible. And we have to be always um, listening to what God's saying because he's listening to us. And it's interesting. Um, you know, it's funny how. Um, 
we were talking about this the other day and some friends about how you can just even think a thought now and it pops up on your Instagram. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Is that crazy? That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Super crazy. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I mean, it could be cat litter. It could be whatever. And you get a commercial for cat litter, you know. And so I'm going to check my phone here and see if there's cat litter that comes up on my thing. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, but y- you can have all that stuff. And I, I feel like that that God's listening to our conversations. And he's saying, and then I've been personally having prophetic dreams and and I'm not always like that. I'm not, I, I love to do dreams. I love to interpret dreams. I want to do a dream show, you know, where I actually take live dreams on college campuses. I want to do this. Um, but I'm not your prophetic dreamer. Like some people are that have mm-hmm. a dream every single night, you know, and they're just, I love it when people get that, but I'm not one of them, you know, mm-hmm. but lately I've had a couple and one was on discernment. It was very clear. That in, 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 in this uh, dream, I was talking with another person who's in ministry, and I said to them, it is really important for us to have discernment in the coming days. We have got to be able to understand what is true and what is not true. What is a tear and what is a wheat? What is yes. it going to look like? You know, yes. how is it that we're going to be able to distinguish and put our trust in or to put our, you know, to, to nurture? And so... um I feel like that's going to be a big part of our training in the early days of this year. The first three to four months, I think, is going to be on patience and it's going to be on discernment. Oh, that's good. And learning how to be in step with him and stop jumping the gun and trying to make something happen. It's like trying to force something into, you know, a a square peg into a round hole. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go. It's not meant to go or it's not time for it to go. Or the the preparation hasn't been completed for the square peg to go into a hole that is created for a square peg, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where we're going to have to learn how to let him do it. Let him do it. Yeah. Let him do it, you know? And uh, we're going to have to back off. And if you don't have the answer, you're not responsible for giving one. So. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> No, and it, like that was something that last year the Lord really put on my heart, impressed really strongly was like, do your part to equip people to better discern stuff in 2024. So we did a teaching series with James Gall that was really good. And, yeah. um, you know, I just, I, I've been feeling that really strongly too, is like, do like, we can't, we're, we can't afford to just take it's important to when you get when you hear a prophetic word to to test it to to mm-hmm. run it take it before the lord to pray into it yeah. and i think it's really important to do that with the words there're going to be a lot guys oh, yeah. there're going to be a lot are. of prophetic words there already year. are <laughs> yeah. there seriously already yeah. are and 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 this is what you do you know you have to prove all things and then you hold yeah. fast to that which is good Mm -hmm. but i've noticed that the more the more um access we have or the more that we pay attention to everything coming out the chute regardless of what it might be um the more confusion sets in Mm -hmm. because this one contradicts this one and you know that's gonna this person says that or this person and i'm like i don't even know all i know is that we're going deadhead again 
straightforward, and we're going to watch God take us by the hand into this year. That's the only thing I can tell you. And um, I believe that there's some unseen things. There are certain things he's revealing. And there's certain things that you said. You see it over here. You know it's going to happen. But we want it to happen now because we've been shown now about it. But oftentimes it's for us to pray. How is that going to happen? And what do we do in order to prepare ourselves for that thing? Mm-hmm. Whatever that might be. Yeah. And um, I believe that, you know, we're, we're heading into those times where we're just going to have to chill out and, and be patient yeah. and coast, yeah. you know, really. Yeah. And um, gosh, I just remember, you know, we're getting ready to go into the adult convention in another week or two. And I just remember the first time I went in there, and I'm praying, I'm asking God to raise up people to pray for us, <laughs> the team, for stamina, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, every year I've gone in there, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And now with all the exposure coming out, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, so what? It's not just exposure, it's indifference to horrific things, you know, where hearts have grown cold. And they're indifferent and their consciences are seared and they don't care. And so I'm just asking for God to give us the ability to move forward um, and and not be gasping for air, so -hmm. to speak, because it's weird. Our hearts get tender, right? Our hearts get tender to, to him and what he sees and where he's leading us. And then we, we have to, sort through the emotional parts of all the stuff that we see when we go in there and we have to still navigate. We still have to maintain our position and what he's wanting us to do in there. And we have to look at him instead of everything we see. And it is a real test Mm -hmm. and it is a real um, time of where, you know, uh, I mean, it, 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 it will take you by surprise. It just will. So yeah. I think it's every year we've gotten stronger every year we've gotten, um, you know, where I'm not so easily taken off. I mean, immediately when I see something that upsets me, I look straight in God's face and go, does this upset you? In other words, because he'll say, I've seen it and you're seated with me. Now I've got a place of, of comfort and security that I can look and I can be connected with that won't take me off into an emotional fit. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, um, oh, go ahead. No, it's, I'm just processing. <laughs> yeah. Processing okay. So you. I have a, I have a question because I know that there's going to be a lot of people um, stepping out into new things this year. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. you uh, have pioneered some very unconventional methods of reaching people that have proven to be very effective. Okay. So what do you do when God has put something on your heart to do and you feel the Lord on it? It's been confirmed. You've run it by all your people who prayed into it. They're like, no, this is okay. So just for the sake of the argument, it it's God. Okay. And you go and you do it. And then people in the church, it's like, you may as well have said that you were Satan incarnate and that you are, you know, all of a sudden you have all this resistance to something God has done. How do you walk through that 
being obedient to what God has asked you to do while also keeping your heart pure towards people because it's very easy to pick up a fence when people start saying stuff to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mostly, um, you know, I had to make up my mind that I was going to do what God wanted me to do, regardless of what people thought about it. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing is I have the fruit and the evidence yeah. of what happens when we do go. Mm-hmm. And then people realize, you know, it, and I've heard them say, well, at least she's out there. You know, it may be unconventional to us, but at least she's doing something because others are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I have just had to, to te- train them to give them understanding about what we go through and what we see. And then I plan another outreach. I just keep it going. Mm-hmm. And I did that with the Sundance Film Festival when we used dream interpretation. I mean, you would have thought we were new age people coming out of, you know, crystal ball readers and whatever else. And we were never, it, it, it's everything that God gave us in the Bible, including interpretation of dreams, the new age stole and took because mm-hmm. the church wasn't using it. Come on. <laughs> and so, you know, here were people in Joel 2.28 getting in the last days, he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, people that do and don't know him. So mm-hmm. people out there in the world, on college campuses, in different places, and, and Satanists and witch camps and whatever else are getting God-given dreams. That may just fl- make your fur fly. I don't know. But that's what God said he's going to do. And he's going, he's giving prophetic dreams to people that are not saved. Saved and unsaved people, all flesh. That because the church didn't pick up the dream interpretation mantle of of learning how to interpret dreams in important times like David, like or like a Joseph, like Daniel, um, then they were going to psychics. And if you look at those two examples, Pharaoh called for the mystics of the day to come and interpret his dreams. That's right. And then Nebuchadnezzar called the psychics and people the soothsayers and people like that to come, the Magi to come and to interpret his dreams. When the dreams were given by God to them, they were God given dreams to unsaved people. So they were calling first for the, for the match mystics, for the people who had some grid for this kind of thing to come. And it wasn't until God put Joseph in his place. And he said, um, I think it's in Genesis 41, 40 or 41. It says uh, you've to Pharaoh, you've had the dream twice because God is establishing something. And he said, it's not me that's going to give you the answer, but God is going to give you the answer of peace. So he stood in, in a place of this is a God given dream and I'm connected to God and God is giving me the interpretation of your dream. And I'm going to share with you what it is. And there was so much favor on it and anointing on it that that he was put into a position of making decisions to save the entire nation and so we're looking at that kind of that kind of impact that we could have if we will stop being so stubborn about what god has given us to use and calling it things he never called it he, god never called dream interpretation new age the church did that hmm. God never called uh, the the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. He never called them uh, new age practices, healing, 
deliverance, you know, tongues and interpretation of tongues, um, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. He never called them new age. The church did that. Do you see? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you begin to look at these things and you think, what have we dropped the ball here? You know, because this was given to us all along and it was pure from heaven with our antenna focused on the one who is the giver of words of knowledge, of words of wisdom. He is the healer. He is the provider. You know, he is, mm -hmm. he is, he's all in all. You see Alpha and Omega. And it's like we, he, we have the Holy Spirit and we know all things. That's what the Bible says. And so we, we dropped the ball and said, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. I'm concerned. I'm, I'm worried that people are going to say things or think things. And I'm like, we have a position now to re-educate the church mm. and to bring them back to what this was really meant for all along. Mm -hmm. And then here are examples of what happened when God gave dreams. God gave Joseph, the father of Jesus, four dreams, four. How to keep Jesus alive at the most important time since the foundation of the earth. Jesus was getting ready to be born. And Joseph gave four dreams to Joseph how to keep him alive. And I'm just thinking we have, we have watered down the, the vehicle of communication that God wants to use himself. We've watered it down based on our own thinking instead of what the Bible says. Yeah. So, you know, we've got college students. I mean, I want to do a dream show, but the pure fact that I did a dream show for the ghost hunters, you know, about that. Um, they were, these are these guys that were, um, you know, going into haunted houses. They have all kinds of people on their show. I don't even know if they still have their show, but I was in there interpreting dreams for people that were dog psychics and people that were, you dog know, they thought they were an alien. I mean, name it. It's just name it. And I was right there in the middle. And they said, we don't know what to think about you. You know, you're a mother and a grandmother and you go to porn and a burning man. I said, yes, I do all that. And um, they said, well, we like you. We don't know why, but we do. And then I would interpret their dreams. And there were some that were just soul dreams. Okay. They were just self-revealing dreams. They really, but there were some that were God-given dreams. And so we had an opportunity to share with them about here's what I see about that. Here's, here's what I think about your dream. And then they said, our lines, our phone lines are lit up for an hour after you get off the show with people calling in to try and tell you their dreams. And so um, I just went, this is ridiculous. This needs to be everywhere. We need to have spirit-filled dream interpreters <laughs> who hear from God on all of these shows, mm -hmm. you know, that could be giving the right answer, the correct answer to, um, to them about their dream and about what their message is and about how it could be life altering for them, which in some cases it was, it shifted their entire thinking and understanding. And so, you know, I'm just like, I'm on this passion of what are we doing? You know, we've got this much time left. Who knows how much time we've got left, right? Mm -hmm. You got a, a move of God coming. You've got a whole new year coming. You've got a lot of exposure coming. You've got God showing up in ways that you don't expect. And he's going to set the standard 
for his outpouring of the Holy Spirit on this earth, on this planet with these people, right? Mm-hmm. And we better get with the program and stop yeah. knocking everything he does. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, just in my time of doing this show, it's opened up a lot of great conversations with a lot of my friends that watch the show that, you know, they watch it because I'm on it, but they're not necessarily, they didn't grow up in any kind of prophetic community or charismatic yeah. anything. And so uh-huh. it's opened up some great conversations, but something that I've noticed, and I'm not necessarily saying this about my friends per se, I'm just, just the, the mentality, especially in the West is this whole thing of like, um, very logic based, you know, and I feel like that's been an effort from the enemy to subdue, um, something that, because it's like, how can you read the Bible? Okay. And Jesus says, greater things than these will you do. And you go, no, but that was, that's not for today. I'm like, that seems like your efforts to try and make sense of why you don't see this stuff manifesting in your life. Um, And, you know, but what's interesting is I noticed this pull from people, even in the West towards fantastical things, whether it's in movies or TV shows and video games and books and and even in our imaginations, this pull towards something otherworldly, something that's outside of this, you know, just very corporeal um, realm, you know, and um, outs- that's people's minds keep going outside of logic, keep going outside of, you know, okay, I can make sense of this. This is what it is. And, and I think that that's, that's evidence of something that God has put within our hearts is, is is something beyond this world is something beyond, you know? And so I think that it's evidence that God is, is doing more is awakening people to, to, to his spirit and that he's pouring out his pouring out his spirit on all flesh, mm-hmm. you know? So well, he is. And then we've got, you know, we, we've argued with God about everything. Mm. If it doesn't fit into our mind, I mean, God is just too big to fit in your head. Yeah. He's never going to, he's never going to make sense to you. And he right. will, he will, um, mm-hmm. use the foolish things to confound you. Yes, he and does. He, it will reveal your heart is what it does. Yes, he does. And he, he just loves to, to just show himself to be God. And we have a problem with that. We have a problem that God wants to be God. And he wants to literally do things his way because he did set up the universe and the earth and us and everything in it. And he does know what he's doing. And so it's just now up to us to just let him, let him be God. And then, as we grow and we'll learn what is God and what isn't God. Well, the only way you're going to learn discernment is by being around things that aren't God. Okay. Yeah. So that way you're going to be able to discern. I mean, you, you see this with bank tellers, they go through all this process of learning how to uh, identify counterfeit money, you know, and I, they feel real money. That's what they do. They feel real money. So when a counterfeit comes through, they feel it and they go, this isn't real, you know, mm-hmm. because they've been trained. Mm-hmm. How to how to identify it. And so, you know, there's going to be these times, I believe, in the next few months, I think it's the early part of the year where God is teaching patience and he's teaching discernment. These are mm-hmm. the two things that I, I see. It. And I feel like our instruction, here's our instruction. It's to be anxious for nothing. It's Philippians. Um, Philippians 4, right? Philippians 4. Yeah, I think it is. Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and, you know, um, 
turning your heart toward God. I got to read it. I won't be able to say it out loud. Um, yeah, it's right, right before that. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Yes, that's true, right. Whatever, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we we have to be anxious for nothing. We have to really set our minds. Listen to me. Set your mind to be anxious for nothing. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com/give and become a partner today. Mm. There's nothing that you need to be anxious for. Because you're going to find that God is going to, yeah, it says rejoice in the Lord always, uh, Philippians 4, 4. And again, I say rejoice, let your gentleness, gentleness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's why I said God is listening. God is listening. And the peace of God, there's another part of it. And the peace of God, which goes beyond your understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When you're anxious for nothing, you make room for the peace of God to guard your heart and your mind. So that way you're not shorting out and you're not having knee-jerk responses and you're not blowing up and having a fit and you're able to let the peace of God guide your mind and guide your heart and keep you from having a triggered moment. Come on. All right. So we have to, we have to learn how, what his way is that kind of right there, that, that scripture is foreign to other people. They don't, they have to be anxious for all things all the time. Yeah. And that's what causes people to get flipped off in traffic, um, road rage, um, name it, just name it. Anything will, will just set you off if you're anxious for things because it becomes a lifestyle. And now you have to learn how to be anxious for nothing. And here's another thing I've noticed. When you're at peace and you walk into a situation where there's tension, whether it be a restaurant, kids uh, crying, people fighting, uh, gas stations, people yelling at each other, whatever it might be. I mean, all kinds of things. Um, The peace that's in you begins to temper and settle the atmosphere. It does. Yeah, it does. And now they're like, oh. Gosh, what was I doing? You know. Well, and sometimes people like, get mad because you're not you're not worried. You don't but party it, with it, right? But it does have an effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we get to live in a different realm. We're living in a different realm. We are we are aliens and not of this world. We are new creatures in Christ. The power and the the Spirit of the Lord lives through us, and we are a- aroma of Him in every place we go. And so it is one of those moments where you just have to sit in the car for a second if you if you need to and get be anxious for nothing and let the peace of God guard your heart and your mind. And then all of a sudden you you get adjusted. It's like having a um a spiritual um a, a spiritual chiropractic adjustment, you know? It's like you get this whole new ability, a new spiritual alignment. Now you're aligned and you're you're casting off things that were trying to upset you. There's going to be things that are going to try and trigger you, especially in times of patience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just are. When you're when you're learning patience, when you're having to learn patience through the things that you suffered, by the way, that's what Jesus did too. And it's going to trigger you. You're going to feel triggered at times. You're going to think, you know what? This is just going on so long. I just need to see hope. I need to see something of evidence that I'm I'm making progress. And God is, 
literally teaching you how to move, navigate forward in patience and be able to obtain the prize. And um, that you're doing the will of God. After you've done the will of God, you will obtain the prize. You will ob- obtain the promise. And so there's, there is a process involved and we just don't like process. We just want everything right now. And that's just how it goes. But we're in a time right now where God's going, I need you to learn it my way. I need you to learn how I do things. Then I can put my weight on you. Then I can trust you. Then I can send you. Then I can have assurance that you're not going to take it off into another direction and lead other people with you. That's another thing with leaders. Man, we need to watch it that we're not taking people down a trail that's going to cause them into destruction. Mm. You know, we need to make sure that we have everything in place that they're, you know, they, they know how to pray. They know how to, to deal with their own trauma issues and bonds that they've dealt with, that they know how to, to, to come alive in him and let God bring them to a place where they're ready then to be available, especially people that have come out of say what I'm going into the sex industry. I was never into it, but I've heard people that have come out of it and they've gone through the process of being healed and being made whole and they, but they understand it. They understand it as an industry and as a, I call it planet. We're like planet Christian. They're planet porn, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, planet. And well, I mean, that's kind of what it is because everything yeah, I mean, is normal. It's their to world. Them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I walk in there and I'm just like, what in the, you know? And, yeah. and it's like God said, this is their world. This is what they see every day. This isn't foreign yeah. to them. And so I had to learn how to, okay, well, then what? Show me their heart. Show me what they're made for, you know? And, and apart from all the things they do and all the things that they've, and how they got into it, show me how this goes according to you. And then I get a download uh, for them. And we have a booth this year, which that'll be really good because now we can bring people to our booth. Awesome. And we're able to give them instruction and give them answers or give them a word of knowledge or interpret their dream or whatever we want to do. And we're not going to be, um, we're not going to be uh, shooed off by pimps and agents. And yeah, it's your you domain know. within that planet porn mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we have favor we've been going in there this is 14 years wow. so we have favor now with them they know what we do they know we interpret dreams and they know that we're not bringing shame and hurt and um anything to these people we are we are we are navigating um peacefully within that place and it's giving us favor even with the vendors and people that see us come back every year they're like oh we're so glad you're here and we're like, you are. <laughs> yeah. We're not Looking like, behind you, you're like, are they talking to the people well, behind you? You remember when I said you have yeah. to learn how to develop community with people you've got nothing in common? Yeah, yeah. And that was Jesus' model, if you think, think of it that way. He had to develop community with people he didn't have anything in common with. And mm. so it's just a matter of being a friend. He's a friend of sinners. He's a friend of people that don't know him and they're far off. And we have to learn how to be that too. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a tough one for people when they, you know, they want it their way. And unfortunately, you know, if you go outside the country, you're talking about Western Christianity and you go outside the country and people there anywhere else really in the world, especially in third world places, they have, they fight for their lives every day. If Mm -hmm. they're Christian, you know, they don't know that, you know, radical people aren't going to come in and try and kill them or take them or burn their village or burn the church or whatever thing, you know? And so it's been a real interesting thing for us to be so casual about 
what we believe or, you know, what we're doing. But we do need to be wise in these days for, for how we go and how what we're doing too. So Yeah. Cindy, has meeting these people where they're at, um, has that, and finding things in common with people you didn't previously have anything in common with, has that also made you more compassionate and patient towards Christians that are different outside of the porn industry, outside of new age, outside of just your garden variety, Joe or Jane Christian, uh, who is at a different moment in their walk. Has it made you just more kind and compassionate towards just people in general, or is it just easier for you to just jump right into porn <laughs> conventions and things like that? And that's, that's where your sweet spot is. Yeah, that's, that's a good question because um, if they're, if they're going to fight with me, um, I don't have a lot of patience or tolerance for that. Cause I've had to fight so hard to get where I am. Yeah. And so if they want to fight with me and they, they want to try and belittle me or make me feel like I'm doing something wrong, I, I feel like I've got, you know, 50 years in this mm -hmm. walking with Jesus and I've been through a lot of changes and I've, I've learned a lot of things and I've had to keep going when it was really hard and tough and yeah. we went through the fire. And so I've, I've, I've had to fight to be where I'm at. And so I don't, I don't really give room for it. I just move on and I'm just yeah. letting God, you know, if you want to come along, I'm, but otherwise get out of my way kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, 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 I really don't have time to spar with people about what, what I'm doing. I'm doing what Jesus did and I'm doing it with his heart. And even when you read words that work, I tried to give that heart. I gave the yeah. heart of the Lord yeah. to people so they could see this is what he's doing. This is how we all got saved. Mm -hmm. This isn't just people in different, you know, weird, dark places. This is anyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I've had to, to come to a place where I said, I, I can't, I can't spar with you about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you're on your journey. And you're on your, you know, if you want to come along, I'll help and train you to come along and to, to, to adjust and change like I've had to, or we'll just make it a day, you know, we'll just see you another day or something. Um, and everyone, everything has been a learning curve for me and it's been an uphill battle, quite frankly. Um, but I've seen the results and I've seen the people come out and they're still sa saved and serving the Lord and they're spirit filled and they're learning. The problem I've had, if I've had a problem is people that come out of dark places in places where they're, they felt God for the first time and they really want Jesus because now they know and feel who he is. And he's not somebody that, you know, the world has tried to make him be. And now I don't have anywhere. I don't have to a lot of them. places to send them yeah. where they won't get chewed up and spit out. Yeah. And it's all been by a, re a religious spirit, you know? Right. But, um, somebody was asking about going to the strip club and praying. Are there certain scriptures that you pray? You can always pray the word of God, but just rephrase it, put it in normal language. In other words, you can declare too. a declaring is a big thing. Um, and you can, you can speak. Uh, but I would say uh, if you, if you go into a strip club or you go into a place like that, or you're going to be praying, you want to keep it on the down low. You don't want to go in there and start spouting off a bunch of scriptures and you know, hear ye, yeah, come forth, a, yeah, a drum or a symbol yeah, or yeah. some kind of thing. And I'm going to pray over you and make it a spectator's thing. Uh -huh, yeah. you, you need to go uh, below the radar 
uh, because they that's a business for them. And so they will kick you out and they will ostracize you. And if you read Words That Work, I have a story about that very thing. It was a brothel, but it was Dennis Hoff, who um, one lady, this woman had been working for two years to have favor to go in and, and be kind to the girls who work in the brothel. And she was winning them over. And some of them had gotten born again. And then she took one lady with her one time who went rogue, who decided that she would just go in and tell the girls they're going to hell and just went off on them. And within about a day or two, my friend got an email from Dennis Hoff and said, we, we no longer want you. You're not welcome here. So two years of effort of her going in and, and gaining favor and being kind and learning how to, to navigate forward was destroyed by one person who just went off the rails and uh, started taking the, the direction of the outreach team in a, in a way she was never given and definitely did uh, permanent damage to the outreach. And yeah, so, Sydney, I feel like, I mean, I've never seen people coming out and being like, you're going to hell. I have never seen that work in the same way. I've never seen a protest where they block off a highway ever be like, you know, I've been sitting here for a couple of hours, protest people. I think, uh, I think I agree with you now. Like I, it, it's the same, like I put that in the same category as that. It just doesn't, yeah. it's not effective. No, it's never effective. That's definitely not the way that Jesus handled people. No, it's not the way that he handled situations either. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's been, it's been a new, uh, it's been a new challenge. It's been a, a an ongoing learning curve for me as well. But I just feel like, you know, if we'll just let God be the leader and we stop trying to be him and we're not Holy Ghost Jr., then we need to correct everybody and tell them what they're doing wrong. That includes people in ministry over Christians. You can have a down, you can have a sit down conversation with someone and help them understand the scripture and help them understand a, a discipleship growth period. But it's always done in love and it's done as a shepherd, not as an overseer, not as someone who beats people down. And if you can do it like that and, and you can help people grow and they're willing to grow, then you've got a really good chance at having a team and you've got ministry that you can, you can put some weight on. But, um, you know, so often we think that we know it all and that we have to, our, our, I always say, don't let your zeal get in the way of the love of God because you can be zealous for something, oh, but that's there. emotion. Yeah. That's your mm -hmm. emotion. And it'll get in the way of the love of God, who, who the kindness of God's always going to bring people to repentance and bring them to, to change. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, I just feel like that kind of we're there. Um, I know my daughter's texting me. She's like, are you coming? Um, so, yeah. So I, at the end, basically, if we can summarize what you said, cause I thought it was really important is this, these first couple of months, few months, yeah. however long first quarter, whatever it is, yeah, and it's going to look different in different people's lives, but is a landing zone, kind of a landing zone, like you said, to really focus in on discernment and patience. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's really good. Yeah. So write yeah, it down, guys: discernment and, and patience, and be anxious for nothing. Yeah, Philippians chapter four. That will help you develop patience. 
if you can be yeah. anxious for nothing yeah and see that god's time is not your time and his ways are not your ways mm. and his thoughts are not your thoughts Come on. and he's going to give you the the right thing to do at the right time and everything is going to be a pac-man theory right now mm-hmm. so don't try and bite off more than you can chew one there's bite a lot, at a time there's a lot of uncertainties that are coming and a lot of things that you may not have expected but god's in the middle of all Come things on. Come so. on. Come on. Well, uh, Cindy, why don't you go ahead and pray? Pray for okay. people as we close this out. Okay. Lord, I just want to thank you right now that you're giving us your thoughts. Yeah. You're giving us your heart. You're giving us the ability to see what you see, to know your time frame, to understand how we're to mobilize forward in these days ahead, God. You're going to teach us when to work and when to rest, mm-hmm. when to press forward and when to pull back. You're going to teach us, God, how to walk in step with you and not get ahead and not get into a place where we feel like we have to show something or prove something. God, I thank you for um, increasing our dream life, giving us dreams in the night Mm -hmm. and words from you in the Bible, God, as we read and as we, we, we shove aside all of our thoughts and allow you to speak to us. And I just thank you, God, you're literally going to put prayer into our mouths and show us how to pray. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just say, amen. We're, we're on a good trail. We're on a good mm-hmm. walk right now. So don't get ahead. Don't get ahead. And don't feel like you're lagging behind. And, um, and fight the good fight. You're going to be all right. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's going to, God's going to help you get into the position, the place that you're meant to be. If you see things coming apart, it's not because you did anything wrong. It's because he's repositioning you. Hmm. So yeah, let that good. happen. Yeah, that's good. So, so Cindy, you mentioned um, you mentioned words that work a couple of times. So yeah, Dawn, yeah. So Dawn, oh. I would recommend if you are curious more of how to to engage yeah. in the, that atmosphere of mm-hmm. strip clubs. I would pick that book up and it's really easy. The link to your most recent book is in the description, but words that work super easy. If you guys go to sydneymcgill.org and navigate over to the shop tab, you'll see it right yeah, there. Super right. easy. And methods. This is your field guide. So it's like an addendum. So it, it tells you how to do it. It tells you how to do it. So how to build your outreach team, how to build your intercessors, how to be able to move forward. Where should you go? Where should you not go? How many should you take? You know, what is your length of uh, your span of outreach time? So a lot of those things I tried to just unload as an addendum to words that work that will help you navigate forward. Yeah. yeah. And I do training. So I, mean, I do in-person training. We've got some things we're trying to get on the schedule right now. We've got Denver, Charleston, Nashville, um, and Colorado Springs, I think. And so oh. we've got a, a bunch of Austin, um, and so we're just going to, you know, move forward uh, in training, trying to get people equipped as much as we can in the coming days. So, and how long are those training? Uh, they're usually one day. Okay. Yeah. One day thing. Nice. And they're on a Saturday. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so people can find out more information. You get, usually post those on your website. Yeah. Under events. Sweet. Yeah. You should be having them come up pretty quick. We're just getting places. Yeah. Getting everything in place, you know. So. Awesome. Well, right. Cindy, obviously everybody, please follow her description. Link is in the description to all, all the places that she's at, Instagram, Facebook, all that. But Cindy, thank you so much. I love it. Discernment, patience. Yes. Patience, discernment. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All seriously. Right. Well, Lord God bless us. you. Yeah, Thank you, you too. for having me. Absolutely. So everybody be blessed. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Kelsey O'Malley back at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure to tune in then. It's going to be super great. I'm excited to have Kelsey back on. Last time she was on, Christina was was at the helm. So, all right. She was at the helm interviewing Christina for Christina Miss. I'm, I'm looking forward to just hanging out with my friend Kelsey. So uh, it's going to be great. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, make sure you guys donate uh, if you feel led to. Uh, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you guys do that. And we so appreciate all those donations. So we love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow with Kelsey O'Malley at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Came this has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 